You're with Clement Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. Yes, TV channel 856. 92.7 and 106FM. Eight minutes after nine o'clock. Dumelang, happy Monday. Welcome to the Clement Banyatella Show. It's great to be in your company. I hope you're well this morning and ready for the week ahead. Thank you for being with us here on 702. It's Valentine's week. So if you are partnered and you and your lover observe Valentine's Day, this is a gentle reminder to plan that dinner or order those flowers. Or start drafting that message. Um, I'm just looking out for you guys because often, especially the gens, will say, oh, we forgot that it's Valentine's Day. Take this as a gentle reminder, <laughs> right? Can we take a moment and appreciate Bafana Bafana as well? They walked away with bronze, the bronze medal at the Africa Cup of Nations in Cote d'Ivoire after beating the Democratic Republic of Congo 6-5 on penalties in the tournament third place playoff on Saturday night so congratulations to the boys they really fought hard to make it for third place and if you watch the game let me know what you thought of the game on Saturday or did you stop following AFCON after we lost to Nigeria on Wednesday I did I didn't watch Nigeria with Ivory Coast Ivory Coast are the champions now of Africa congratulations to them I saw sad news this morning, when I woke up, the men's marathon world record holder, Kenya's Kelvin Kiptum. He was 24 years of age and he's died in a road accident in his home country. I was so shocked. I mean, it was just a few months ago in October when we were celebrating him setting the new world record at the Chicago Marathon in October. That was incredible. He finished 42 kilometers in Chicago in two hours and 35 seconds. Like, that, that's crazy. That's unexplainable. And it was earlier in the year, last year, I remember, when we were celebrating him for holding another world record. But this time it was in the London Marathon. So, he won the London Marathon and, and I remember he collapsed on the ground. He was so exhausted after crossing the finish line. And he set the second fastest marathon time yet in two hours, one minute, 25 seconds. Imagine a marathon in sub 2-2. And it's so sad waking up to news this morning that he's no more um, and was involved in a car accident. Oh, condolences to, to his family. Oh one one. 8830702 that's how we kick off the 702 open line this hour the whatsapp line is 0727021702 702 let's walk the talk 0118830702 that's the number 2 to dial you can send us your whatsapps as well on 0727021702 good morning Clement and the team on the backdrop of a 
EFF launching a strike with its uh, manifesto. I have a problem when they promising uh, grants for the elders and students and the graduates and the unemployed. To me, it says, where is that money going to come from? Just speaking on that, as Didombowen alluded earlier on when he was still Minister of Finance, that it won't be uh, feasible for the country to maintain and continue with this thing of uh, supporting grants and, and giving out money. Where is that money going to come from? I view this as the way of uh, viewing vo- of wooing voters to them using money, meaning they are trying to buy us as voters and those that are unemployed instead of dealing with the current situation. Thank you so much, Apology, for long. Yeah. Th- thank you, Bongs. That's why we're going to bring in the EFF to, to come and explain to you. So, please, if you've got questions, so I want this to be a conversation between them and you, right? Because you are the one that's going to be voting. And you, Bongani, are right to want to, to ask questions around the affordability eh? and the practicality of some of these commitments. Because it's, it's nice to go, we're going to double your social grants, we're going to double your child support grants. But are you telling us where the money is going to come from? So those are legitimate questions. So we'll bring one of the leaders of the EFF at 10 o'clock. They'll tell us, um, I'll ask them about these key big promises they're making and how they're going to realize them. But if you've got your own questions as well, please, um, I'd like to take your calls and WhatsApps on that. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. By the way, how cautious are you, in fact? Because, you know, listening to Bongani's voice note, I'm just wondering, how cautious are we as voters getting into these elections about the promises that politicians are going to make? Because, my friends, get ready. Buckle up. It's about to go down. They are going to make promises that are not even feasible, these politicians. We've entered what, I'm sure you've heard people call it, the silly season of campaigning. So I hope you're going to be, you're going to be aware of populism by politicians ahead of elections. So don't be taken away by what they say as they attempt to make you feel like your concerns are heard. Because politicians are always going to try and appeal to ordinary people who feel that their concerns are disregarded, you know, by these established elite groups. In fact, that's how populism is defined. Right? We need to be very careful. Populist politicians, they're going to be so galore as we head up to, uh, to, to the elections. I mean, I can think, Abel, of so many clips we can play the listeners of populist politicians. Hmm? I don't know where I'd, I'd begin. Um, Julius Malema this weekend was delivering the EFF's manifesto. And you decide whether you think this is populist or not, whether it's by Julius, whether it's by Nyazali Sufi, whether it's Jacob Zuma, Cyril Ramaphosa. What I'm saying is just be cautious. Yeah? Just be cautious. Don't think... When there's some amazing commitment made or, or promise and you go, ah, I'm voting for these guys because they're going to give me more money. Yeah? Like Banyazali Sufi, when he's, 
Do you remember Panyazali Sufi? I spoke about teachers. There was a time he said, yeah, we've been taught. Do you have it? Let's play that. We are saying to the Minister of Finance, Minister of Finance, you don't need new money to pay our teachers. You don't need new money to pay our principals. We are just saying, don't tax their salaries, allow them to get their salaries the way they are. <laughs> How cute. Imagine, don't tax teachers. I mean, that's noble. That's amazing. I would love for teachers not to be taxed. Oh, I would love for nurses and doctors not to be taxed. I would love for police officers not to be taxed. That is not practical. That is impossible with the context we have in this country and our fiscus. But Banyaza Lusuf is going to mention now because we're heading to elections... And he's going to make it sound like it's possible because they can somehow have a conversation with Treasury. Beware, my friends. That's all I'm saying. Here's Julius Malema, just this past weekend, delivering the EFF manifesto. Comrades, the EFF is going to create 9 million jobs through stop load, stopping load shedding because we believe that through industrialization, we can create jobs, but we cannot industrialize if we still have load shedding. Therefore, the government of the EFF is committing to end load shedding within six months in government. Six months, they're going to end load shedding. Nine million jobs is what they're going to create. Beware, my friends. President Cyril Ramaphosa has also been playing this game. I have personally said to ESCOM, ESCOM, it will be an injury to our people if we implement this 18% now when we are going through load shedding. Put it in suspense for a while. Remember that? Was it last year? When he said, hey, this 18%, because South Africans were like 18%. Tariff increase, that's a lot of money. And the president wants to come and create an impression that he's got some superpowers to talk to ESCOM, not to implement the 18%. When he knows that that would actually be illegal. That's not how it works. Anybody who wants to challenge a tariff that has been set has to approach the courts. But politicians are not going to dwell on detail. In the next couple of months. They're not. They're going to dwell on. A sweeping statement. That makes you feel so heard. And, and you, you feel like. Oh. The president understands my struggle. Right now you are paying. Electricity. On that 18% or more. Increased tariff. But the president was trying to create an impression to you a while ago that, oh, no, don't worry. I'm chatting to the people there at ESCOM. When he himself knows that would be interference. And in fact, it wouldn't work. Because if, if he really cares about it, he must go approach the court. That's the only way you can challenge a tariff that has been said. Who else, Abel, has been populist? I can think of so many people. Um, you know, I saw something the other day from, from the DA. The DA posted... On, the, on, on their Twitter account, 
they posted that, um, where was that? Oh, there it is. It says, DA outperforms the ANC in new voter registrations. The stakes have never been higher for the first time ever. The DA has secured the largest share of new voter registrations. Recent data indicates that 37% of voter registrations have been for the DA and just 33% have been for the ANC. The only thing that stands between South Africa and success is the apathetic voter. That's what the DA posted on their statement. But that is not true. That is false. It's a misrepresentation of what's happened. And in fact, I saw the IEC ended up responding to to that um, poster by the by the DA because they also feel it, it is a misrepresentation um, of of what's happening because they're going to lie to people and say, "Hey, we've got the biggest um, supporters from registration." How do you know that? Hmm? How do you know that? You don't know that. It's registration. And yes, Clement can come and register and the DA people are asking him, oh, are you registering to vote? Yes. Who are you going to vote for? Um, the DA or could say the ANC or the IFP, whatever, whatever that is. But that doesn't mean that then you have gotten the, like that, that, that's what you put now as a, these are the votes we're getting. We have registered a number of DA supporters or DA voters. Otherwise, be very clear to the people you're talking to and say, yo, according to, our, to people and what they have told us, and this is what we're going with, those people are telling us that they're going to vote for us. But you can't claim that people are registering to vote for the DA. It's not only a lie, but it actually harms democracy because it taints the credibility of this process. And it's misinformation. And I wonder if the IEC wouldn't argue that you're violating the code of conduct. And I think the code of conduct may possibly be in effect after the president has declared the election date. But my goodness, the sooner that is done, the better. Because these people are going to be lying to you and I in the coming months. It's 26 after 9. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Hi, good morning, Clement, and your team. Flores here from the Western Cape. What I would like to know from the EFF is how they're going to fix or end load shedding within six months. I think that's an outrageous statement. And then secondly, um, if they were to go into coalition with um, any party, I think they would go in collision with um, the ANC. So what what positions are really aligned with them? So can you please ask the EFF uh, 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 representative what positions, what ministries they targeting? Ever good so by? Uh, Jimmy, I just want to say um, congrats to uh, Coraville for hosting such a um, an awesome uh, event, you know. Um, it was, it was, you know, it was the best, and uh, also for winning the cup. And again, uh, congrats to 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 our friend, our friend. They, I didn't anticipate that they will 
to, to get to the same result, honestly. And uh, lastly, about Juju, uh, he, he, he must be careful of what he promises people. Eh? He must be very, very, very uh, careful. It's agreeable to the yeah, good morning, Manya uh, Taylor and your listeners. Um, this is Tepo from Reimser. I just want to say big up, big up to 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 the national team, uh, Bafana Bafana. Um, I think uh, they, they did us very proud in this tournament because they've ex- exceeded a lot of our expectations because nobody saw them reaching where they reached. Because for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very satisfied with their performance. And I think that... We must go in and, and just support them when they arrive in our time. But just be there for them and, and show them the love. Uh, this is Tepo from Ramisa. Thank you. Morning, Clement. These uh, manifestos, manifestos, stadiums, icona. The only uh, group of people that don't lie to me is a gift of the givers. Gift of the givers don't go to stadiums, but they work they do out, out of this world. These promises of grants, hey, but who? If if you fail, what happens to the country? Because you promise people so much money, and all these people won't will stop working and sit and just wait for grants. No, 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 no. These uh, these things of going to stadiums and sitting there listening to lies, I corner. Thank you. Yeah, but hey, there are people who believe these things, man. The people who believe the DA, the people who believe the EFF, the ANC, when they say, this is what we're going to do when you vote for us. Yeah, the people who believe that, which is why I'm saying, I'm, I'm just, I'm asking you to be cautious. I myself need to be cautious. Let, let's make sure that the people around us, our kids who are voting for the first time, or that's not to say you're influencing people on what to vote for. I don't believe we should do that. And I believe we should give people the right and the space to vote for whatever party they want to. But I think we have a responsibility to also educate our loved ones about the importance of just reading and asking questions. So don't just take a party that says, we're going to give you 10,000 rand as soon as you graduate from metric if you vote for us. No, ask serious questions around, but how? Ganjani, you know? And I think we need to teach even people around us who may not, who may not be asking those questions. And they are easily swayed by these populist dreams and these lies by politicians. It's 9.31. Better health starts here on 702. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Magnatella on 702. All right, it's 25 minutes before 10 o'clock. Another thing I thought we'd have a conversation about um, on the 702 open line this morning is what the former Chief Justice Mokweng Mokweng has been saying. Um, I see he was with uh, Tabom Glulio on Newsroom Africa last night and he said something that, yes, he has said before and 
Yes. When he said it before and I had it, I thought, okay, maybe we're misunderstanding him. But after he said it again last night, I thought, oh, wait, he's serious. All I can say is that the Lord made it abundantly clear to me that I'm not to join any political party. I'm not supposed to form any political party. He wants to do it his own way. And strange enough, my brother, you know, people find it difficult to believe things of God, but find it easy to believe everything else. If somebody were to throw the bones on your studio and say those dry bones say this or the other thing about the future of this country, you wouldn't find as many questions as, uh, as are being um, raised now concerning this prophetic word that I have uh, alluded to. Similarly, when the president or somebody else go to the grave of somebody dead and ask for wisdom or direction, you don't find the media questioning the wisdom of deriving guidance from a dead person or from the grave. It is only when somebody truly committed to the leading of the Holy Spirit or the Lord Jesus says, thus says the Lord, that questions rise, are raised and people even begin to question your sanity. Isn't it the same thing that happened, by the way, just to remind us all, when I said in 2011 that God has said and has predetermined that I would be, be Chief Justice, I was a, a subject matter of great mock, mockery. It was on the front pages of almost all the, the, the newspapers. You know, I was projected as this lunatic. How can he say God says he's going to be Chief Justice and it came to pass? People ate humble pie. It is going to happen this time around and no amount of mockery or misrepresentation will undo what the Lord has predetermined and have said so many times over. By the way, even a good number of influential people who do not necessarily believe in the Lord Jesus know that it is true. No wonder. No wonder there is so, so, there are so many attempts to eliminate me. I won't elaborate, but it's good enough to say that I'm aware there was a plan to take my life uh, by the, before the end of last month. But by the grace of God, I'm here. People know it, they believe it. And there are so many political formations out there that are reaching out to me to be involved in their political activity. But it is the almighty God that I'm going to follow. Yeah, that's the former Chief Justice, Mukhoeng um, Mukhoeng, that I adore so much. I've got so much, full, I've got a lot of respect for him. I think he's one of the best jurists this country has produced. So he said it before in the past that I am going to be president, that, that God has ordained me. Um, so I, I saw it when he was repeating it yesterday, and he says in that clip, as you can hear, he says, people ate a humble pie the last time. Because we've actually been here before. You know, we've been here before in 20, was it 2011? He told us, he said, God has ordained me to be the next chief justice. And what happened? Did he not become the next chief justice? So are you going to eat a humble pie again? Here's what happened many, many, many years ago as he was preparing to be the next Chief Justice, as God had ordained him. Judge, um, 
You think that God wants you to be the Chief Justice? I think so. Now that brings a big problem to me. If I vote against you, what is God going to do to me? I, I think it is between you and God. That was, of course, Van der Merwe. Uh, was he a politician? With the IFP at the time. So he was part of uh, the team that was interviewing uh, the potential chief justices. That's what he said. Back then he said, God has ordained me to be the next chief justice. Became the next chief justice. Now he says, God has ordained me to be the next president. Is he going to be the next president? Do you look at this and think, this is delusion? Or do you look at it and think, this is faith? Because if you're a Christian, you'll know about the verse that talks about faith. I think it's Hebrew 11, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Isn't that what the Bible says? Hmm? The Bible also says, with faith, you can move mountains. So maybe the problem is not him. Maybe the problem is you. With What does that Bible say? Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. <laughs> that some of you have little faith that you don't think. When you believe God has ordained you, you can be the next president. Hmm? Let me know what you think. Do you look at that and think that he's being delusional? Or do you look at you look at that and you think that's a man with faith? That's a man who actually believes the word of his God. O one one eight eight three O seven O two. WhatsApp's on O seven two seven O two one seven O two. Nineteen before ten. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Manyatela on seven O two. 10 minutes before 10 o'clock, 011-883-0702 is the number to dial as we continue with our 702 open line. The WhatsApp line is 072-702-1702. Is it delusion? Is it faith? The Chief Justice says he will be the next president. But it seems like he's not going to contest or join a political party, but he says God has ordained him uh, to be the next president. He said something similar before, before he became the next Chief Justice. And... He did become the Chief Justice. So what do you make of the comments uh, that he's made now? George, in Benoni, good morning. Yeah, good morning. I think these things come in threes, you know, like the Trinity. First, it's a, it's a catistocracy, and then it's a kleptocracy. Now it's a theocracy. <laughs> the guy is a clown, okay? He's an absolute clown. You know, whatever happened the first time was just, he's in the, he's in the judiciary. Sexual. Now, he's not going to join any political party, but somehow some mystical force from somewhere is going to take him and make him president of a country. In this time and age, there are people who believe mystical buffoonery like that. Thank mm. God he's dreaming. I'm happy he's dreaming, you know. He is delusional. Of course he's delusional. But when you are delusional, you don't think you are. You think you can walk on water. Or so they said. Somebody well, if did. you have faith, if you have faith... <laughs> Nothing stops you. Faith equates science and reality, Clement. <laughs> well, faith, faithful? <laughs> well, faith is not scientific, actually. Science will not be able to explain faith. It of can't. course, because there's nothing to explain. There's absolutely nothing. Okay. Okay, Josh and <laughs> Binoni, um, thank you for, for, for your call. Uh, let's go to some WhatsApp voice notes and texts. Soshan says, Clement, the fact that Mukweng thinks 
uh, God has ordained him to be the next president is exactly the reason he should stay away from our courts and our parliament. This thinking is problematic and corrosive to rigorous moral philosophy that our constitution is rooted in. A religion does not have a monopoly on morality. But what's wrong with the Chief Justice guys exercising his own religious beliefs? He's got every right to have faith in whatever he wants to have faith in. And not once has he said, because he's a religious man who believes God has ordained him to be president, when he becomes president, he's going to somehow demolish and stop other people from exercising their own religious beliefs. That's not what he says. In fact, even when he was Chief Justice, he would say, let's pray. And he would pray, but he would say other people must do what their faiths and what their beliefs, what what they subscribe to. He's never forced anyone to go on their knees. So I don't think that's particularly the problem. The problem is not a man who's exercising their faith. I'm just trying to figure out from you, like, do you hear this and you think delusion? Or do you hear it and think, well, faith without action is also almost dead. So he's got to do something. You know, you don't just sit and say, oh, God has ordained me to lose 50 kilograms. And you're sitting at home. That's not how it works. There's certain things you still are supposed to do. I think. Uh, Racy says, hi, Clement. The Chief Justice is exercising his faith. Though faith without works is dead. I wonder what is he doing to get to that post, seeing that he doesn't want to be affiliated uh, to any political party. I support and love him, though. That's a message from Ray. Ray, um, I mean, I love the Chief Justice, too. But I don't think you become president just because God ordains you. Like, if you want to be president and you really think God has ordained you, then what you do is you form a political party or you join other parties. Because you've got to understand the system with which things operate and our politics work in our country. It doesn't just happen like that, no? D, you're calling us from Johannesburg. Good morning. Morning. Hey, Tada. Hey, D. Hey, how are you? How are you? How are you, Mr. Manyate? I'm all right. I'm all right. Go ahead. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I I agree with uh, um, the Chief Justice. Mm. You know why I agree with him? Yeah, is that the things of God they don't work like us. You know, like mm. all of us believe. You know, the things of God are they are foolish who don't believe in it. Mm. They sound foolish. If you take back to the Bible, um, I think when yeah, got pregnant, people were like saying, no, man, this thing cannot happen. You know what I mean? But it did happen. When Noah um, was taught to build the ark and tell people to repent that there will be floods. Mm. People were dancing and doing all things, you know, and it happened. So I I agree with him, even if it sounds like this is not, you know, mm. <laughs> it will be a surprise to us to see that you say, um, um, I'm the chief justice. Yeah. But the difference here, I suppose, the, remember in 2011 when he said, God wants me yes. to be the next chief justice. Yes. He actually applied for the job and he went through the the, the interviewing processes. Now, yes. you've got faith, but you're also what? Doing something 
to give life to what you are hoping for. So, so for me, that's the difference is yes. Back then he says, God ordained me to be the next chief justice. And then he applies for a job. He goes to the interviews. He gets it. This time around, he says, God has ordained me to be president, but he doesn't do what the electoral system expects of anybody who wants to be president to do. Correct. I agree with you. I agree with you on that. But what I'm saying is that it doesn't always work like that. Mm. I said to you, I gave an example of uh, 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 the Maria. Mm. It was, it happened. Mm. So, you know, like, Mm. or we don't like, I like it, I don't like it. And God, these things, the thing, the, Ooh, the line, when, D-D-D, the line is not good, my friend. I'm sorry, I'm going to drop it there because it keeps on cutting. Uh, I'm not sure what the problem is there, but I think you've met, you've made your point. Thank you, man, for, for, for calling us. Let's listen to some WhatsApp voice notes. Good morning, Clement. It's Fiso. I'm in Richards Bay. On Chief Justice, the former Chief Justice, Mohong Mohong, that he'll be the president. And maybe one day, maybe if he opens a political party campaign and have people who can support him, maybe he can be the president. But... He can't just say that God has chosen him and he's going to be the president, you know, because he doesn't have supporters and he doesn't have a political party. So I think uh, he's mistaken his position as a former chief justice because some people doesn't even know that he exists. Thank you. It's Fiso. Good morning, Clement. Timen here in Pretoria. Yeah, I think the chief justice has really lost it and is making a mockery out of Christianity. Yeah. Uh, there's no way where the IEC caters for those who have registered and uh, to to be candidates and those who have had prophecies. There, there's no there's no distinction there. So no, I think he's really making a mockery out of Christianity. So ah, there's, there's no way where that is going to happen unless he registers a party or he registers as a as an independent candidate. Other than that, no. It's just, it's just, I, I don't know how to describe it, but enjoy the rest of the day, Clement. Yeah, but there's another possibility here um, that Esetu has actually just made me aware of. Esetu Hassani on Twitter says, uh, Clement, the, the, the former Chief Justice is Delulu, uh, but then again, the possibility uh, of coalitions, government opens up uh, to that possibility. Maybe they are part Maybe they are part of his prophecy, the, the coalition government. Remember that the DA has a, what is that? A multi-party charter. What if those political parties, what action is say about DA and, and all those parties? What if they come together and they say, actually, we need a candidate that's strong enough as we campaign for elections. And they go to the chief justice and say, you are the man. Or maybe after the elections, they get votes that are almost enough for them to go and have some government of unity, the union buildings. And they say to Mohueng Mohueng, be the president. That's another possibility. No? It's Terence from Joburg. Great show. On the issue of uh, Judge Mohueng Mohueng, I think personally, you'd get my vote. Uh, I'm, I'm sure people must be thinking that is crazy, insane. But uh, in a way, he's campaigning for himself in that way. He's keeping his aces close to his chest. I'm sure we'll be in for a major surprise come election time 
we will get a major surprise. Not that he'll stand alone, but I'm sure he will align himself to the right horse and therefore elevate himself to the presidency. You can never say never, especially in this day and age. Thank you. You know, Clement, some things are better off kept to yourself, you know. Even this judge, Mokhoi Mokhoi, could have kept this thing to himself, you know. Because it's going to be all over the news and it would be like uh, people would ridicule him. Some things are just better to be kept to yourself up until they are fulfilled, you know. And I don't see a reason why he is talking about this. He should have just kept this to himself.